All right, we're recording. Hello, and welcome to Flowers, featuring a flower and a frog. Yes. Oh, I'm a flower. Okay. Yes, it is. It is a well-known fact that you're a sentient flower that began to speak to me one day. Yeah, um, yeah. I was telling as you. As I, check a simple frog, was walking along my pond, it wasn't what I was going for, but sure. I was going to go for a Conker's Bad Fur Day joke. Yeah, I would have I would've gone right over my head. Well, I mean, Conker's Bad Fur Day is a game. Shoutouts to Conker's Bad Fur Day. Sure. Um, it sure is a game. It's not like one could say that it's a pretty rare game. <laughs> it's because it was developed by Rare. Fuck you. <laughs> I've had enough of this. I'm unionizing by myself. We don't make money off of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have a good response. You win. <laughs> oh, shit, that was the easiest victory I think I've ever had. I, I can't improv bullshit that fast. I can just do it like once and it's like, <laughs> and so it's like, oh yeah. And then I just, um, I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, well, here's my absolute, here's my absolute surrender. Please take all of my money. Yeah. Like you're playing like Pokemon and you lose a fight and you're like, all right, but how about this? Here's everything I own. It's better than an alternative, which is like, I don't know, like blacking out. I thought you were going to say else. the alternative was playing Pokemon and I was like, well, I mean, that, yeah, that's not wrong. Pokemon's fun. I, I've not played it in a while, though. I have... For better or for worse, played every game in the series. I see. Um, this is this is weird, but like, growing up, I actually didn't have the handheld Pokemon games. Um, I had the GameCube ones. Yeah, I've played the GameCube once several times through. Um, it's probably the Video game I've probably played most in my life, not in hours, not in like terms of like gameplay hours, but in terms of like complete. How many like, times run you beat Yeah, I think I've done like XD like ten or eleven times at this point. Well, XD like for me is like such a good comfort food game. Like, I've talked to this, I've talked about this with a couple people, and the only game that I've taught that they've said has like given them more comfort food feelings was Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. Yes, that's that's probably second place in terms of full playthroughs and probably playtime. I broke the timer on that game on my save file I've had for years. It's a really good game, and I feel like the GameCube, like, for some reason doesn't get as much credit as it should. Because, um, like, it was really, really good for its time. GameCube was really good. Yeah, everyone's like, it sucks because you can't play online. It's like, who cares? The story is awesome. You don't you don't need to play online. 
Um, Hot take. Uh, Single-player story-driven games are way better than online multiplayer games. I mean, you're right, and you should say it louder. Um, but over the past few days, I have been... We mentioned Pokemon, and then we mentioned Pokemon spinoffs. So this yes. is the perfect segue. Uh, I have been playing the game Pokemon Conquest lately. Uh, play Pokemon Conquest, first and foremost. What console is it? It's on the DS. Oh, fuck. I'll have to find my 3DS. I don't know where it is. Uh, I have not unpacked it since moving. Well, that's fair. But uh, Pokemon Conquest is literally like no other Pokemon game I've ever played before. Because take Pokemon, you know, the family-friendly, like, here, here's your cute dog. Go out and beat the universe with it. They take that and put it in Nobunaga's Ambition, which is a strategy RPG where you play as real-life warlords who fight in Japan. Oh, good old Sengoku Jidai. Pretty much. Yes. But it works really, really well, and all of the characters are wonderful. And it makes me want to go play a Samurai Warriors game because of it. I don't think I've ever not... played a Samurai Warriors game. I don't know. I actually I... don't know what you're talking about. I know the Pokemon half. I don't know the mm -hmm. Conquest half. That's where I'm getting lost, but it's fine. I have played a Dynasty Warriors game. I don't remember which one, but I definitely played it. That's like the... Um... Wasn't there like a Zelda one of those? Yeah, they. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, Hyrule Warriors. Is yeah. The Zelda one. Okay. Uh, the title is escaping me. I was like, it's like it's the Zelda fighty thing, but Zelda not like a Street Fighter fighty thing, which would be kind of cool to be honest. But. I mean, I personally believe that every every series should be given a Warriors treatment. I don't know. I think if I had like a two D fighter, that'd be cool. Then again, I don't know. I've just had those on my mind lately. I don't even play video games anymore, but it's just like, I'd really love to play Street Fighter or so on right now. I I have primarily played, like, the fighting games that I've played have been, like, Super Smash Brothers. Um, mm -hmm. I, I feel like everybody's played that. I played uh, PlayStation Battle Royale a lot. It wasn't good, but I played it a lot. It's um, like the knockoff Sony Smash, right? Yeah, that's what it is, essentially. <laughs> um, I also played a lot of Guilty Gear, uh, specifically the one for PS4, which I am looking at my game shelf right now. Uh, Guilty Gear XRD Signed, which is a stupid name, but it's a really fun game. See, I, I've seen a lot of like Guilty Gear stuff, and, and I, I want to try it. Um... I just gotta find a copy, I guess. <laughs> I would recommend it. Um, Guilty Gear is a lot of fun, and the music is astounding. Uh, there was a time back in my old job where I would get bored of, like, the normal stuff that was on, like, my Google Play, which I used for music at the time while I was driving around doing jobs. So I just went on YouTube and looked up the Guilty Gear soundtrack, and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I, I do that a lot. I just 
I think, like, at this point, a third of the time I use YouTube is, like, listening to, like, video game soundtracks, which sucks, because, like, my phone yells at me, like, you use YouTube too much, you're using your phone too much, it's like, no, I promise, I, I just listen to the music on it, it just won't let me lock the screen, because it's shitty. There's a, like, there's an, uh, what's the word? Like, if you upgrade to, like, YouTube Premium for like a month, you get it for free, and you can lock your phone while you're doing while the video is playing. But I'm like, I don't want to because I've been fooled by that before, and I would rather not. Yeah. Also, it's something I shouldn't have to pay for. I should have to pay fifteen dollars a month to be able to lock my phone while the YouTube right. video is playing and have it keep going. Well, uh, what kind of phone do you have? If you don't mind me asking. Oh shit, that's a good question. Some, All right, let me let me uh, simplify. Google Android Pixel or Apple? 3. Yeah, Android. Okay. Google. All right. If that is the case, uh, then you don't know my pain, which is um, I had an Android for like literally six years, and then last year my uh, phone that I had, my Galaxy, started to break. Like it wouldn't charge anymore. Um, hi, Monarch. How are you? And with that phone. I could have, like, specific things stay up in, like, picture-in-picture -picture mode for YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, like, it would never let me do, like, uh, music videos for the most part. Like, there were a few that slipped through the cracks, but, like, I couldn't really do music videos, and there were some weird restrictions, like, some of Markiplier's trying not to laugh videos I couldn't do picture-in-picture -picture for some reason, which was weird, but whatever. Um, but, like... With my the nature of my job, I have to switch between apps quite frequently uh, because I have to be on the app that I use for work. And if I have to, if I'm like having a video play in the background, then like let's say I have to go over and switch over to my work app on my iPhone, it will close YouTube and stop the video that's playing. And I don't know why it does that because that's really stupid. That sucks because in junior high, I had an iPhone and I forget how I did it, but I was able to basically use the YouTube app and then if you like lock it while it's doing it, um, wait, no, not the app, but if you open up uh, a tab with like YouTube and the video you want to watch, it'll let you like lock the screen there and then it'll appear at the top and you can press play on the lock screen. And I listen to uh, to a lot of Whitechapel like that. <laughs> of course, only the classics. Yeah, very, very junior high thing to listen to. But it sucks that you can't do that anymore. To be honest, <laughs> it really does, and I kind of hate it. And I wish that I could change that. But hey, that's the app that I've been given, so that's the app that I deal with. Yeah. I do like the picture-in-picture picture thing, though. That's always uh, cool while I'm, like, trying to listen to stuff on YouTube while I'm, like, driving or something. I just have the video keep playing in the corner. Right. The TV like, screen. Um, my uh, partner, she was driving home from uh, South Carolina, and she was like, oh, yeah, I have a uh, YouTube premium that I use for, like, podcasts and uh, uh, music, so I just have that up, and I have... Like, she was driving home, and she was like, yeah, you can just text me whenever I can't answer, obviously, but 
I have it set up where I can like see the message you send while also having YouTube on one screen and or like one part of my phone and the directions on the other. I'm like, God damn it, that's really, really nice. And I hate that my iPhone doesn't let me do that. That's a shame. The moral story, YouTube sucks. I don't think it's YouTube as much as Apple. But yes, YouTube does suck. Yeah, like like as like a corporate entity, it sucks. <laughs> As a corporate entity, everything sucks. That's true. That's very true. Anyway, sponsors, if you're out there, um, I will accept money. <laughs> sponsors, if you're out there, die. You don't suck. <laughs> there are two different approaches to this. You can pay me to say that you suck a little less than the others. I will, you will, you can pay me and I will use that money to buy delicious snacks like um, popcorners, which are delicious. I will use that money to use your competitors' products and services. <laughs> I just imagine you're like, well, we just got a sponsorship from, uh, from Hershey's Chocolate, which means that I'm going to go out and buy everything. As except for Hershey's chocolate. Exactly. Gotta Where's that Godiva at? It's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Have you seen the price of Godiva? That's not balanced. I I have not. I'm gonna be honest. I don't buy chocolate a lot. I try not to buy candy for myself because I know I have no restraint. That's like the last level of restraint. It's like I can't buy it. It costs money. I remember when I was younger, we would, like, go to... I, I went to a lot of funerals as a kid. Um, and I remember afterwards, we'd always go to somebody's house and just, like, talk about the person who just passed away. And every single time, somebody would put out, like, a bowl of M&Ms. And my mom always, like, she didn't yell at me, but she always told me, like, Cameron, stop eating those. And every single time I'd pass by it, I'd be like, oh... Just grab a small handful and throw them in my mouth. That's what you do. <laughs> That's what my family does. Um, like my dad or someone will get like a like large bag of like Skittles or something to set on the counter. Every time we walk by it, we'll take Skittles. But then people just keep going by it more and more <laughs> to get like a ton the of thing. Skittles. <laughs> but like not fess up to just getting a shit ton and eating it there. Well, it's one of those things where it's like... Well, if these don't get eaten, they're just going to go to waste, so I might as well. Yeah, except they don't go bad. <laughs> no, no, they go bad, Meg. This is the Skittles? justification we use. This <laughs> is the justification we need. This is the lie we tell ourselves. <laughs> these are the selves we can't forgive. Jeez. I feel like that's uh. from something. What's that from? Uh, that's a Black Crown Initiate album. Oh, okay. Which I will give you, trust me. It's one of my favorites. Oh, alright. Oh, speak I forgot. <laughs> I don't have an album. I guess for the- I do have one as like a backup thing. It's somewhat of a Hail Mary. It's fine, it'll work. Okay. I've changed the one I want to give you like four times within the span of the past three hours anyway. Yeah, like I have not given it any thought. <laughs> It's been a it's been a time for both of us. That's that's fair. Uh, a little bit lesser time for me, but 
a time nonetheless. Hey, a time is still a time. You're no right. sense in measuring time. Yeah. Time, what is time? That's not the album that I gave you, but it is the same band. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Could he uh, meow at me? I uh, abducted her from the living room and brought her in here, because every time I record, she just like just keeps fucking screaming, so... I am, uh, I am recording in uh, my living room today instead of in my bedroom, and Monarch has determined that every time I get on my computer, she has decided to come and sit on my lap because it means that I will talk to her a bit more. Because when I talk to people, I will regularly look at what Monarch is doing and go, oh, Monarch's being a fucking weirdo again. Mm-hmm. So she is currently just curled up on my lap in my blanket and just being pet by me. Sounds really cozy. That's right. I'm I'm reve- removing the curtain. This is what the this is what the dude who has never actually given you much death metal does in his spare time is just pet his cat. Actually, that sounds about right. It's like metal people, like, like uh, they just seem scary, but they're really mm-hmm. not. As opposed to, like, <laughs> the punks who will just beat the shit out of you at concerts because it's the thing to do. You just grab kill. There was a, a tweet that I saw the other day that was, like, uh, big scary-looking metal guys who sing about death and destruction, but in reality just want to go home and pet their cats. And I just replied to it. You can say Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder. It's okay. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people. Okay, I got from here. Hang on. I got to take off my headphones and let out Koki because she's like been at the door for a while. Well, while I'm here by myself, I can tell you all decree. to go play Pokemon Conquest. It is my decree, and if you don't do it, I'm I will be crying. Ah, yes. I definitely wasn't spreading subliminal messaging sub- uh, subliminal messages while you were gone. Thank you for not having dead air. Anything is it's better than dead air. It's what I do. I am very good at preventing dead air. <laughs> good, because I'm very good at creating it. I'm just like, fuck, fuck, say something, say something, say something dumbass. It's like... Ticklefish lips. Exactly. <laughs> please, please listen to me at like 1.25 speed if you can. <laughs> Just like take the podcast, play it in two times speed, and then you go, oh fuck, I missed something. So you go back and listen to it again, but this time at the normal speed. <laughs> there, there, there's nothing to miss. <laughs> There's plenty to miss. We're fantastic. What are you talking about? I hate when I'm listening to a podcast and I miss something. I'm just like, shit. So I just got to hit like the back 15 seconds like a bunch of times until it doesn't, until it sounds familiar again. You're like, okay. It is the worst for me because I listen to a lot of D&D podcasts and I do it while I drive. And when I get a text on like WhatsApp or just like a normal text when I'm driving and listening to a podcast, it cuts out the part of the podcast I'm listening to. So I'm like, fuck, what just happened? And why is everybody in hysterics? 
Oh, I hate that. Um, when it just plays over it. My my earbuds do that whenever their battery is low, so it's really annoying. It's just your battery low, and it, like, takes up seven seconds of audio. It's like, mm -hmm. stop. And then does it again, like, two minutes later, because there's a bad idea of, like, how much battery it has left. So at that point, I just take them out. I'm just like, no, I'm not doing this. It's going to piss me off for no reason. See, I got new headphones for Christmas a while back. And uh, they're wireless earbuds. Um, and, like, you, it's just a micro USB to charge them. Like, the thing that charges them. So I have to charge the thing that charges the earphones. It's a whole thing. But it didn't come with a charger? Which seems really weird to I me. I knew it. It's all a scam. <laughs> it's all a scam to sell more bullshit. I mean, I have a micro USB here because I have... I have a lot of PlayStation stuff, and the PS4 uses a micro-USB to charge its controller. But, like, it, that just seemed really odd to me, and I didn't understand it. Because the Bluetooth speaker I got for Christmas did come with a charger. I mean, do you have an iPhone, though, right? I do. Oh, yeah, that explains it. Yeah, they're going to rip you off. They'll sell everything uh -huh. separately, and it costs, like, $30 each. Well, I didn't even get the, like, AirPods, the, like, iPhone-specific wireless earbuds or whatever the fuck, because, like... I know. They're they're literally selling, like, phone chargers, like, separate from the phones now. Uh, they did the same thing. Nintendo did the same thing with the Nintendo, new Nintendo 3DS, and that pissed me off. Because I was like, I already have a 3DS charger, but what if I was somebody who didn't have one and I really wanted to play Xenoblade Chronicles for the new 3DS? There, and then there's a new 3DS? Uh, it's called... Okay, so... It's really stupid. There's the Nintendo 3DS, right? Uh-huh. That came out in, like, 2011, 2012, something like that. Uh, in... Let me see exactly what it was. Date... In 2017... Um... Sorry, 2015. Um, they released what they called the new Nintendo 3DS. Like the word "new" was the first, the first one that was the first word in the like console name. Weird. Is this different from the 3DS XL or whatever? Because I have that one. The only difference is that there are specific games that you can only play on the new Nintendo 3DS. And I can list all of them right here, and I can tell you that there's only about one or two that you need to play on it, and even then, you don't need to anymore. Those games are The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, Dragon Fang Z, Ryusha Rose, Toya Dorigi no Meikyu. I'm not Japanese, I'm sorry. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, um, Minecraft New Nintendo 3DS Edition. Runbo Pocket, I have no idea what that is. Wait, you can play well, Minecraft on a handheld now? Yep. Well, it's on the Switch, so you've been able to for a while. Uh, put me in the retirement home. <laughs> um, there's also War and Romance Visual Novel, which is a game, I guess. And the only one that you would actually play on this thing is Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. 
But then five years later, they remade that and remastered it for Switch. So why would you play it on the new 3DS? I see. Yeah, I, I was I was kind of interested in Xenoblade for a hot. I never played it, but I was I was glad that they announced a remake on the Switch. So it's like if I wanted to play it, I could because I have the Switch, and it'll be well, easier to acquire the new version of that than the Wii version that costs like two hundred dollars if you can find God. it. I rented the Wii version for a while because back in like 2010, my family was kind of on hard times. And so I we were using Gamefly, which you get your senior citizen license if you remember Gamefly. Yeah, I was about um, to say, like, I haven't heard Gamefly in years. I remember the commercials for it. Commercials were so bad. Uh, <laughs> but I played a little bit of uh, Xenoblade on the Wii. And I didn't have anything for the Wii in terms of, like, controls besides just the Wii remote. So I was like, man, this kind of sucks. And then I learned that you could play it with the, like, Pro Controller or whatever the fuck it was. And I was like, oh, that looks a lot better. Yeah, Wii games are, like, with just a Wii remote, like, were pretty bad. But if you had that little, like, nunchucky thing, that was, that was kind of good. Well, it depends on the game, too, because, like... Uh, no More Heroes is really good, and that just requires, like, it requires the nunchuck, too, but for just the Wii Remote, it still worked pretty well. So, uh, what was that other game? I knew someone, um, he would refuse to play Smash unless he could have the Wii Remote and the nunchuck thing. Why? That was just how he played Smash. It was the only way that made sense to him. It's, it's like the most like ass-backwards thing you can imagine. We all have GameCube controllers. And uh, Every single every yeah. single fucking person that I know who plays Smash has always said they only can play they only can play with a, uh, a GameCube controller or like a Pro controller. Yeah, because it's just like at this point, that's the Smash controller. It's just like We've always played Smash on the Smash controller. <laughs> I mean, I just realized the I, first one, but I just realized I tried to find the game I was thinking of, and I tried to look for the voice actor for Bender, and I typed in Joe DiMaggio. Uh, Joe DiMaggio is in fact a baseball player, so I went to his Wikipedia page, and I was like. Why can't I find any video games on here? And then I remembered it's John DiMaggio, not Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, that always screwed me up, too. I was like, oh, that baseball guy, like, what's this Bender? That's cool. Mad <sighs> World, that's what it was. Uh, Mad World on the Wii was a really, really good game. Oh, it's developed by Platinum Games. Of course it is. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of it. It's a very, very fun, like, stylized kind of game. Uh, it's stylized in, like, all black and white. But it's incredibly violent. I see. Also, he played Waka in Final Fantasy X? What? Okay. I feel, like, I feel like voice acting would be a really fun job to do because you could just play like a bunch of different characters and it's just really funny. It's just like, oh yeah, I was in fucking Final Fantasy X. I'm the the robot from Futurama. <laughs> well like, I don't know if you know who Matt Mercer is, but uh, I do. I've I've watched a couple interviews with him and there's there's a lot of times where he's like 
really, really excited to, to talk about a certain role. And he's like, you can just hear it in his voice and see it in his face. And like, that's the kind of passion that I'm looking for with everything I do. Um, but he, um, one of the games that he worked on, I forget what it's called, but there was a role that he played where he was a Scottish gnome girl and he did it really well. And I'm like, God damn, that's insane. A, a Scottish gnome girl? It was either a gnome or a dwarf. I forget which one. Oh. Huh. That... <laughs> mm, send, me, send me a clip of that. I kind of want to hear this, but I don't want to, like, derail the whole thing. <laughs> I'll I'll see if I can find it because I don't remember what it is. I might just have to go back and rewatch that Jacksepticeye video that I found where he was talking to Matt Mercer about it. I um, see. I mean, not that I'm complaining because I like that video, but you know. God, um, I think the funny thing about Matt Mercer is um, I have a friend who like is. It was, like, more into D&D than anime, so it's just, I, like, whenever we watched, like, anime that's, like, dubbed, I'll be like, that's Matt Mercer. <laughs> and be like, Matt, Mercer, Matt Mercer is in uh, my favorite game of all time, actually, which makes me really happy. What is your favorite game? Uh, Tales of Zillia and Tales of Zillia 2. Oh, yeah, the things that you always post about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Listen, play Tales of Zillia. What's it on? Uh, PlayStation 3. Oh, cool. I still have my PS3 after all ah. these years. It is just uh, my Netflix machine now because I don't have any like fancy Chromecast for my TV. Well, that's fair. I use my uh, PS4 as, YouTube, as a YouTube machine from time to time, but recently, probably due to depression, I picked up a game that I hadn't in a while called Soccer Wars, which is a lot of fun. A lot more fun than I was expecting from what seemed on the outside to just be a dating sim. Hmm. See, like, I don't know. There's a lot of things I just don't play because it's just like, it seems like a dating like dating sim like persona like three and beyond i don't think they'll play him for that reason i mean and truthfully if it was if this game was like just the dating sim aspect i'd be like well these anime girls are kind of cute and i like the idea of being this dude who can like woo this one particular person who reminds me of my partner but also this is a game where you fight robots in giant mech suits so i'm like all right i'm here for this Fuck, I'm here for that now, too. See, that's, like, the best way you get to describe it. It's just, like, we fight robots in, in uh, next suits, like... There's oh, even a mage in the next suit, which is a whole thing. Well, like, separate from the pilot or something? No, or... like, she uses her magic powers inside the next suit, and the next suit pulls out a book, which she uses to fight, and shoots beams of energy from it. <laughs> Oh my god. It's really good. It's just like a giant, like, fuck huge book. Yep. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, oh my god. 
I love bullshit like that. That's just so goddamn stupid. Like, but it's so much fun. Like it, it sounds like it's it's a lot of fun. What's this called? Sucker Wars. Yeah, I'll send. Okay. I'll uh, type it to you. I'm writing that down. I want to be sure I don't forget this. It's really good. There, like the actual dating sim aspect is like very full of anime tropes, but like whatever, it's fine. The fact that you can play as a giant fuck-off robot who has a book that shoots out energy is endlessly entertaining to me. Can you can you skip the dating sim parts, or is it like Persona where it's like tied to the rest of the gameplay, so you can't really skip it? It's tied to the rest of the gameplay, so you can't ah, really skip it. Ah, I got the I got the like notion from the game from a shitpost video that I watched that was sponsored by Sakura Wars. Um, of course. Yes, you heard those words right. <laughs> Welcome to the future. You can get your bullshit sponsored on YouTube now. I was watching... Uh, it. It's developed by Sega. I want to put that at the forefront. Um, oh, boy. Did you know that Sega has games that aren't Sonic? It's amazing. Um... But I was just on the YouTubes one day, and I came across an old favorite of mine, which is ProZD. Mmm. Oh, yeah, I guess he does have sponsored videos. Speaking of games that aren't Sonic, sorry, you've uh, reminded me of Super Monkey Ball, which is another oh, Sega game. game. I love that. Um, very difficult, but very fun. In college... Uh, my friends and I, we would all get together and basically we'd play that while drinking to see how far we would get. I got, I was pretty good at monkey ball while being pretty drunk. <laughs> that uh, that then, was my college experience, <laughs> just playing video games while fucking hammered. I, uh, the only, I don't really play video games when I'm drunk because I get decidedly terrible at them. Uh, not that I'm good at video games in the first place. But, that's the fun um, part with Monkey Ball is that everyone sucks at it. It's it's the fun of working through that and just laughing at your friends and they fail catastrophically. Well, I, I was playing uh, Final Fantasy XIV recently with my partner because I needed to cope, and I was drunk because I needed to cope. And, um, like, we were doing an online dungeon, and she was like, Cameron, you are doing so much better than anybody else on this team, save for me, who's been playing this game for five years. Ow! I can't see straight! It's like the alcohol breaks the ADHD, so it's just like, I can do this now. I've never been able to focus harder in my life. I have been told that with certain people, like, that's what marijuana does to them. And I'm like, that's cool, I'm not gonna do it. I had a roommate like that in high school, because, like, I, I did kind of, like, a boarding school-ish thing in high school, but, like, he would, like, basically go get high off campus because we had a bunch of hiking areas, like, around, um, come back, just stone the shit, and just do all his homework and get good grades. It was so weird, because, like, you couldn't talk to him and get a good conversation and be like... Like, hey, can I, uh, can I get the one of the last blue freezy pops? Yeah, man, no, no, yeah, man, no, yeah. And then you get like NA on his math homework. Well, like, <laughs> if if that's what works for people, fine. I I don't care. But like, 
it's not anything I want to do because the one time that I smoked marijuana, I ended up vomiting, and I hate vomiting more than anything. Oh, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, um, I was just like cough a ton. I, I miss, I miss being able to do it. I, I did it like in college, not like frequently though, but like every once in a while. And um, I've listened to Roundabout while high out of my mind. Um, it's as magical as it sounds. It felt like, I remember. it felt like, uh, when, like, the bass comes in and around about, you know, like, you know, the part, it felt like that was, like, the big bang, and then the rest of the song was just, like, the history of the universe up until now. I was crying. I was into it. I remember, um, there was one time that I was just, like, I had a bad day at work, so I came home. And I had, uh, this is back when I used Spotify a lot, I had Spotify just preloaded on my PS4. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to drink a bit tonight. So I drank a lot, more than I had intended, and I put on, um, fuck, what was the album? Um, give me one second, the story will continue, I promise. My song wins, okay. I put on At the Edge of Time by Blind Guardian, and I just listened to the whole thing, and I was like, I feel like I'm transcending at this point. I feel like power metal was meant to be listened to when you're hammered. I gotta try that. To be honest, I've never tried that. I've always listened to it all sober. I think that was just probably a mistake in and of itself. Well, it's like listening to Ailstorm when you're sober. Like, you don't get the full experience. That's true. But then when you listen to, like, a drink when you're drunk, it just, like, everything comes out and you're like, fuck yes, I'm down for this. (laughs) And then you listen to it when you're sober and you're like, hmm, this is a good song, but for it. Um, I was actually thinking of a song that I was listening to lately. I was like, I want to listen to this while being really fucking high. Um, it's Exist by Avenged Sevenfold. I don't know if you've heard it, but... Isn't that from, uh, Hail to the King? Uh, no, that's the one from, uh, uh, The Stage. Yeah, it's, it's that 15-minute one from The Stage with all the crazy solos and that call middle part that sounds nice and then and is just a bunch of prog bullshit with the Neil deGrasse Tyson speech over it. I always wondered because like I always wondered like if being on some sort of hallucinogens while listening to like language by the contortionist would make me appreciate it more because that's already one of my favorite albums. But then I listen to like I go on YouTube comments and I see somebody who was like yeah, I was on Mushrooms when I listened to the song, and it made me absolutely adore it. And I was like, shit, I already love this song. Dang, yeah. Um, I'm going to try hallucinogens in the near future. In Minecraft, um, <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll let you know. Um, oh, all my friends who have tried it before say that you shouldn't listen to really aggressive stuff all on it, because it will fuck you up. It's like, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Well, it was, uh, it was, uh, what the fuck is the last song on language? Was it the parable? Yeah, it was that song, which is, like, very calm, 
compared to a lot of the other stuff that contortionists have done? I, I think, um, I think Axiom would be nice to listen to. Axiom, yeah, Axiom probably it's would just... be. I wouldn't listen to Primal Directive while on some sort of narcotics. <laughs> I would listen to that bridge part of Flourish. I would listen well, to that while inebriated in some fashion. While we're on the subject of the contortionist, how do you feel about uh, Intrinsic? Um, it's kind of a mixed bag. There's some, like, parts on it that I like that I think are really good. Um, i say, like, oh, crap, what's the name of that song? But it's like, um, ah, dang, I might, I'm gonna have to pull up a track list if I'll just continue well, talking I got, about I got you it. No, no, like, I, I'll read it myself and so we don't have to do it, like, on the whole thing. It's just, I just need this one song title. Causality. Hollow Movement? Hollow okay. Movement, that's a good song. That's a really good song. Uh, Causality's, like, good. Um, Dream Schematics, like, also, uh, like, the very, like, ending breakdown of that is really cool. I mean, I guess the rest of it's, like, nice, but I really like the ending part. Everything else, um, it kind of has good and bad parts. Um... I don't know. I don't really don't like Anatomy Anomalies. I don't know. It's it's a very weird album. It's like they, mm -hmm. they kind of had like a bunch of ideas and just threw them together because they had to put out something, you know? Mm -hmm. um, personally, the reason I ask is because I don't really like Intrinsic very much. Uh, and this is a very, like... It is a reason that is wholly specific to me. And that is that I think that the harsh vocals sound too much like Tin Lambesis from As I Lay Dying. Oh, really? I actually really like the harsh vocals on this. Um, I don't listen to a lot of As I Lay Dying, though. If I do know about what Tim Lambesis did and why he's oh, that scum fuck bastard. Oh, yeah. Nobody that I know likes him. Understandably Good. so. <laughs> uh, but also, while we're on the uh, topic of the contortionist, I didn't know that they released an EP back in 2019. Uh, I, I just slipped my mind. I slipped through the cracks. And I also didn't know they covered my favorite Smashing Pumpkins song. I wish it was better. Yeah, I I really haven't paid attention to The Contortionist after uh, Clairvoyant, to be honest. it's At that point, it was just such a big stylistic change. And I wasn't into the new stuff either, so I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> I, I still love X I really Planet, like, I really like the song Reimagined. I just think that that's a very good song. Um, but as a whole, I was not impressed with uh, Clairvoyant, which is a shame because I really wanted to be. But also, uh, 2017 gave me a lot better albums to listen to, so I wasn't too disheartened. Yeah, I was say, like, 2017, I was, like, listening to different stuff at that point, too. 2017, I think, was when I got really, really into power metal for a while. 20... So I was listening to, like, uh, Unleash the Archers and Glory Hammer a lot. 2017 is when I got into Death Grips. I know, I'm, I was horribly late to it. Um, but, and then also the album I'm going to recommend you for next time, uh, yes. Terminal Redux by Vector. I listened to that a lot in 2017. I'm trying to think what else I listened to in 2017. 
because I always try to do a like best of X year album mm -hmm. or like best albums of X year. And I think my one for 2017 was uh, uh, Apex by Unleashed the Archers. 2017 was when Nightbringers by the Black Dahlia Murder came out. That's right. That album took over my life for like the two last months of 2017 when it came out. Ugh, I love that album. Yeah, I I would like to do like yearly stuff, like you know, best of. But the truth is, is that I don't listen to like a lot of new releases. Every time I find new music, it's something that's already been out for like at least like eight years, kind of thing. <laughs> Is try to keep my ear to the ground for new music, especially in like the scene that we're in. But every once in a while, like I just let everything slip through the cracks, and then a couple months later, I'm like, oh shit, there's a lot of great music I can listen to. Oh yeah, um, there's only like a few bands, I guess, where I like look forward to new music if they announce it. Sea uh, Space Cowboys, one of them. Um, mm -hmm. They've been getting a lot of updates. So, like, we're writing songs, we're recording songs, you know, like, putting, like, demos on Instagram stories and all that stuff. Um, this is, like, late last year when they were doing all that. So, I'm really hoping that they release that soon, um, because it's gonna sound... They're, they're gonna have some new stuff, but it's also gonna be, like, um, their... First out, first and second album, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, which is like good because like they're both good, but they're also like in different directions. Like one's like really kind of silly, another's really serious. Mm -hmm. I uh, there was a uh, an album that came out last year. Uh, if you if you're aware of the band Within the Ruins, um, I am. Yes. I, I was actually a very big fan of uh, Within the Ruins. Uh, I still am. Um, but they went, like, silent for, like, three years. And, like, they released an instrumental version of all their albums previously. But, you know, it's, like, instrumentals can only carry you so far. Uh, and they released a new album last year. And I was like, oh, this is kind of sick. I wonder what's, uh, what's going on. And then I learned that they had a new singer. And I was like, oh. Huh. Well, he sounds almost exactly the same, so good choice. <laughs> Explains why they released instrumentals. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a safe choice if you're kind of looking for a vocalist. It's like, we need to put out something. It's like, instrumentals. Also, I'll disagree with you so hard. It's like, instrumentals are good. Um, I instrumentals love, are good. I love when bands release instrumental versions of their music. Well, like, I love it when it happens, too, because, like, there's a D&D &D encounter that I'm planning where the best choice of music is the instrumental version of Melancholy by Shadow of Intent. And thankfully, they released an instrumental version of that album. See? There you go. Perfect. But uh, Within the Ruins releases an instrumental song, like, at least once an album. And every time they do, there's something about it that makes me angry. And it's... I can't explain why, but in 2014, they released an album called Phenomena, where Phenomena. there's a... Do, 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 do. Um, no, no, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, there's a song on that album called Enigma, which is an instrumental, uh, and at one point, they do the Inspector Gadget theme on guitar, so they go... Oh my god. 
And in the same song, in the same song, they also go do 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 do. And I'm like, you motherfucker! Oh my god, I love that. I love. I, um, I think my friends, uh, they're like having like a little get together. Um, and one that brought their sister and her boyfriend, and like he went over piano, and like all he did was just play that opening part of Megalovania. That's all he knew. He just he just learned it just so he could shit post in real time. Have you seen uh, the video where the guy decides to make his uh, doorbell play Megalovania whenever it rings? No, I haven't. Well, that's getting linked to you. Oh, boy. Yeah, anyone it's... listening, you're just on your own. Uh, da, da, da. All right, hold on. Uh, share, copy. And send to Meg, and there you go. There's a little, there's a little fun thing for you when you come back. Oh boy! Why are you playing YouTube? Stop it. Uh, we have talked a long time, and I feel like we should move on. Dang. Okay. Wait, wait. Before we do, there's one other thing. Uh, in the uh, album that Within the Ruins released last year, there's a part. There's a song on there. Let me find it because it's in my playlist. Uh, mediocre burn at best. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Why is it down here? <laughs> Whatever. It is called Open Wounds, and I forget the exact like reason why or how they do it, but they play the Pink Panther theme, and it made me so mad when I figured it out. <laughs> oh man <laughs> I'm trying to remember Fucking... how it goes I'm sorry I spaced out uh, there uh, uh, okay yeah yeah okay it's coming back to me boomerang it's all coming back to you probably on boomerang the channel pink panther probably I don't yeah. need tv <laughs> say like if, you're, if you remember TV, you're old. If you watch cable TV, please tell us what's going on on cable TV. Oh, God, yeah. It's probably <laughs> a bloodbath out there. Who knows? I literally, like, every once in a while, I'll be talking to somebody at work, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm watching the show that's on this that's on this channel, and I'm like, okay, I don't have TV, dude. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like this HBO show. It's just like... I'll go fuck myself, I guess. I don't have HBO. <laughs> my roommate has HBO Max, which means that if there's ever anyone that, like, piques my interest, I can be like, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. But none of them have. Hmm. The only one that even remotely has has been Westworld, and I have not put, put any time towards that. The only HBO thing I've been interested in is um, Game of Thrones, but not for the reason you'd expect. Um, so, when it first came out, I was, like, in high school, and a lot of my friends watched it, but there was, like, this huge, like, thing around it, like, no spoilers, no spoilers, it's just, like, dang, I don't know anything about this show besides the fact that we can't talk about it or it'll be spoilers. Um, so I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna wait till the whole thing ends, I'm gonna watch every episode in reverse order so I can get maximum spoilers per episode, 
And it's been over for a, a year or two now, but I haven't got around to that yet. But it's going to happen. I'm going to watch the whole thing backwards. I, I have so much faith in you. <laughs> I want to piece together the story from watching it backwards. <laughs> Who's this Khaleesi lady? Why does she have a dragon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm just going to be like... Oh, man. So... The last season's like supposedly sucked a ton of ass, right? So for I me, do. that'll be good because they'll suck at first, but then it'll be really good. The only thing that I ever like paid attention to in terms of Game of Thrones was there was a uh, a a mixtape that they came out with, which had like a bunch of rappers that I don't care about on it. But the second one had Anthrax, Killswitch Engage, Mastodon, and Mushroomhead. Hang on. So Game of Thrones metal kind of makes sense, but is there Game of Thrones rap? Apparently. Uh, Snoop Dogg was on it. <laughs> I kind of want to hear... I, we need a power metal version of hip-hop. I want Snoop Dogg to be a part of it. It'd feel like it'd feel like a fever dream. Let me just uh, go through the volume two track listings. Uh, the Oath by Method Man, Run for Cover by MNDR. I don't know who that is. Uh, Never Back Down by Ty Dolla Sign. Loyalty by Killswitch Engage. There we go. That's somebody I recognize. Surrender Now by Cap G. Fight Through It by Melanie Fiona. I don't, I don't wish it could be somebody cool. Lannister's Anthem by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, Marcondo Territorio by Yandel. Yandel? I don't know. Uh, Soror Rimator by Anthrax. There we go. That's another one I recognize. Let Me Go by Estelle. Lord of the Light by Taleb Quelly. Taleb Quelly? I don't know. Uh, White Walker by Mastodon, which is not anything like a Mastodon song. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, Legends by Raquel Sophia. All Mine by Stali. No idea. And Among the Crows by Mushroomhead, which I'm not a fan of Mushroomhead, but I'm a fan of that song. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder how many of these people are like fans of it, because I know, I know Scott Ian is really into Game of Thrones. And uh, Mastodon was which... also in is also in the Game of Thrones so much so that they were on it. Yeah, as I say, like Scott Ian's one of those people too. Like I don't know if he's on Game of Thrones, but he appeared as a zombie in Walking Dead. I think like someone yeah. like kicks his face in or something. I'm pretty just sure like... Killswitch Engage are fans of Game of Thrones just because like that seems like the kind of thing Jesse Leach would be into. Mm. Good. Like, it's all about strength and personal struggle, so it just makes sense that he'd be a part of it. Yeah, it sounds like something he'd write. I don't know, we, we're a Howard Jones household here. Nothing against Jesse Leach, but Howard's, oh. Howard's my man. Oh, well, we're a Jesse Leach household. Wow. I mean, I like both of them. I Sorry, I love both of them. I fucking love both of them. But Jesse Leach wrote one of my favorite albums of all time, and I can't really, I can't, I can't not have loyalty for some. That's fair. It's, it's loyalty. Dang. Anyway. Now, now it's tense. Now it's awkward. 
I can't believe it's you fine. stabbed me in the back and the front. Listen, we'll just listen to the signal fire and everything will be okay. That will that will unite us together. There are two songs by Killswitch Engage that have, or sorry, three songs that have both Jesse Leach and Howard Jones on it. We can listen to those together. There you go. It's like a little half of a split EP. There is, there is Take This Oath, uh, there is Irreversal, and there's The Signal Fire. Sounds good to me. I've only heard Signal Fire from being real with you. I will give you the end of heartache, don't worry. It's on, I, I've already listened to End of Heartache, though. The album? Yes. Then how do you not know Take This Oath? Well, I don't remember it. It's the second song on the album. <laughs> I've listened to this, like, a while ago. Okay, fine, you can give it to me on the basis that I forgot the whole thing, if that counts. I didn't think it would count, but there you go. I, I haven't listened to it enough to remember a lot of it, to be honest. It's fine. One of those songs also has Phil Levante on it, and he's a piece of garbage, so it's fine. Yeah, which really sucks, because I love All That Remains, like, even more than Kill Switch Engage. Um, I am a big fan of This Darkened Heart and The Fall of Ideals. See, like, I like both of those, and then also Overcome, too. Like, I really like his vocal style, and, like, the lyrics he writes, I think. Like, when they're kind of, like, the whole, like, uh, like, the Terminator kind of thing. Like, I'm going to go out there and go get it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I Both love... Show My Fail is one of my favorite songs for Exa that exact reason. Yes, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. It, it, it hurt to learn that he was a huge shithead. It's like, it's like, come on, man. You're, you're doing so well. Also hurt to see that his the music career steadily decided to he decided to be like, yeah, fuck my fans. Not surprised at this point. Fuck him. All right, we should move on because we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, we're just we're just really into it. How long have we been talking about it? Probably since we started recording, and that was like forty five minutes or so. Yeah, I was like, where's fucking time on it? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been on this for like almost an hour. Recording All just right. hit 58 minutes. Alright, so uh, let's go over what we've been listening to besides, you know, the album. Um, I listened to Incubus for the first time in my life, ever. Um, I listened to their album Make Yourself and got pretty obsessed with the song Pardon Me, which is a depressing song where I, I was kind of taken aback by the fact that the very first line is him very calmly singing, pardon me while I burst into flames. I was like, oh shit, that's metal as fuck. <laughs> See, so that was cool. That surprises me because like, I don't know a lot about Incubus, but it would seem like a band that you would already like love. So it surprises me that this is the first time you've heard them is like since last time we recorded. <laughs> I had, like, heard of them before, but for some reason I just never sought to look them out. I was just kind of like, oh, that's a, that's a cool band name. And then I did nothing with it. I did nothing with it. Story uh, of my I, life. I also listened to This Darkened Heart by All That Remains a lot. See, there you go. We're tying it all together. Uh, this is a 
classic metalcore album as far as I'm concerned. Uh, songs like Focus Shall Not Fail and especially Passion and For Salvation have always stuck out to me. Yeah. Like Rest Rest in peace, Ollie Herbert. Rest in peace. I love that guy's solo. It's like every time I listen to it, I'm like, man, I can't believe this dude's like gone. Like we can't hear anything Even... like in this style again. Cause like, I don't know. There's just something about them. They weren't like too like out there, but they're out there enough to be interesting. Well, even the bad All the Remain songs usually had a really good guitar solo in yeah. them. Yeah. So, like, that's a testament, if nothing else. Also, The Fall of Ideals had one of my favorite drummers, Shannon Lucas, on it, which means that I have to love it. <laughs> uh, he was he was the drummer for the Black Dahlia Murder for like three albums, so I I can't I can't send any hate. I see. Um, I also listened to the album Heavy Meta by Necrogoblicon, um, which a lot of people either seem to really dislike or really like, depending on who you talk to. Uh, I like it. I think that it's a very bizarre story, and I think that that adds to how often I've listened to it. Um, if you aren't aware, it's a story about immortal space goblins who make it a goal of theirs to die because they're bored of being immortal. See, it sounds like a Rings of Saturn type thing, almost. It kind of is. It's it's a bit up there. Um, I've also been listening to completely opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, I've been listening to Total Coverage Volume 4 by Emily, which is just an, a compilation of anime opening covers. Because sometimes I need something different, okay? I, I can't blame you whenever I don't listen to heavy stuff. It's, I always go to my anime openings playlist. I try to find the ones that are on Spotify, um, put them there. So it's a victory just, for me to find the Land of the Lustrous OP on Spotify. And it's like, oh, yes. that's a good one. I really like that one. Yeah. Uh, it's the two from The two from uh, uh, this album that I keep coming back to are... LLL from Overlord, which is my favorite show that is not a horror anime. Uh. And Here from Ancient Magus Frag, which is a show that I keep getting told I should watch. Hmm. I, I've been listening to other things, but like those are the four that I wanted to like zero in on. I think I've heard of Ancient Magus Bride. It's apparently a romance anime. Oh. Mm. But it's about a big skull man. So I'm like, hmm, hmm. tempting. Tempting? Tempting. Kind of tend to be hit or miss. <laughs> there are some good romance is anime it, out there. It, Not a lot. Is it a romance anime or is it like some harem thing? It's like actual romance. Okay, that's but better start. Better start. But yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got right now. What about you? Uh, I guess... I've also, uh, I've been listening to the same old, same old, I guess. Um, I mentioned the Blind of the Lustrous OP earlier. I've, I've been watching it late, lately. I'm only a few episodes in, but, like, I love it. It's gorgeous. Um, so, yeah. And then I've been listening, I guess, to, like, a lot of 2000s, like, deathcore, metalcore stuff. Um, I think I've listened to dead to fall for like probably first time in my life and I really love it um 
was also listening to a lot of this while uh, working out this week, which is really good because it's basically just uh, running outdoors in 35 degree weather. Um, that's also why that's why I was uh, sending all those weird messages last night because like I literally reached a point where like um, the cold didn't bother me. Like I wasn't dressed for it like that much, other than like a jacket. But I was still like wearing like shorts out in this weather for like an hour, and um, I stopped. Uh, I guess being concerned about it because I was listening too much deathcore. I didn't even feel cold. Yeah, those texts worried the fuck out of me, because after a while you were like, oh god, I feel like I'm dying, and I was like, Meg? Meg, yeah. are you okay? Yeah, so it turns out I was also incredibly dehydrated, so when I was, ex like, exposed to, like, heat again, it really, I was, like, really nauseous, and, like, my forearms really started hurting. It was weird, but I just chugged a ton of water and just passed out, and I woke up, and I was mostly okay. So, no, kids, this is why we drink water, he says, taking a sip of water. I actually have been drinking a ton of water today for that reason. I also have water right now that I've been sipping while you've been talking. Remember, kids, drink water. Oh, good transition, because I was literally just drinking right when you were talking. <laughs> uh -huh, I'm good at this. Yeah, um, what else have I been listening to? Um... YouTube has finally got to the point where it's recommending me, like, K-pop, but there's one video in particular that stood out to me. It, it was a K-rock group, and not in the sense of, like, here's a bunch of musicians, a label put together, but rather, like, it's, like, just a band that want to play rock music, and they're, like, a cohesive unit, but it's kind of, like, it's, like, a lot of the visuals, I guess, of k-pop stuff so mm -hmm. it's pretty enjoyable um it sounds a lot like like j-rock stuff but with like a little bit of like a classic rock sound it's a very weird combination it's like i don't know it's one of those things it's like i'd like to hear more of this there yeah, so I'm gonna go find that. Uh, the name of the group is Rolling Quartz, by the way. I guess I'll plug them or whatever. I don't think they'll. I don't think they need my help, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think they may be more famous than us at the moment. Oh well, they they earned it. They earned it. We just bullshit and record it and post it online. That's the best thing to do. Yeah, it's exactly. I'm having fun doing it. That's the important part. All that matters is having fun. Speaking of having fun, let's talk about albums. Yeah, that's, thank you for transitioning. I was like, let's go straight to it. <laughs> All right. Um, would you mind telling the lovely people what you uh, gave me to listen to this week. Do you not this time. want to say it out loud? Okay, alright. Um, no, it's, it's more just like, you. I assume that you know more about them than I do, so I want to have you... you I know, actually don't know a lot about them, to be honest. Um, you okay. still know them more than I do. So, alright. It's a band called Trico. It is spelled T-R-I-C-O-T. -T. It's like some French word, I believe. It is not the Pokemon, um, and the album is called The, but the letters are spaced out. But yeah, they are a Japanese math rock group, um, and I just happened to find this album in my quest to find 
more things that sounded like Sean, and I really took a shine to it. So, also, yeah, I kind of um, wanted to give I, you something where you can analyze the lyrics since it's in Japanese. Haha. I was gonna say, like, did you like do this on purpose? Like last week, I was like, oh yeah, I really like lyrics a lot, and then you're like, I'm gonna make him not listen to lyrics at all. I, I've I've had this one for a while because this is generally like a really great album that I like. Like. Regardless, you would have got it, but I was also thinking of it, it's just like, it's nice I get to throw them, uh, you know, throw them for a loop for this one. Well, the good news is, uh, I am on Genius, and they have the lyrics translated, so <laughs> fuck you. Ah, uh, okay, <laughs> fine, you win, I'll let you talk about it. Uh, this is an album that I was, like, not expecting anything from. Uh, I, I don't know what I was expecting, if anything. <laughs> but then I put on Poolside, and I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. It's just a little intro song. And then Pool came on, and I was like, oh, oh, it's a math rock. Okay. And then I was invested, because I like math rock. Um, As you should. I'm very particular on my math rock. I can't have it sound too much like American football, or I will cry. Um... The good news is this focused a lot more on drum work, and I appreciate that. Um, like very obviously, the guitars are like center stage for most of the album, but the drumming is incredible, and I wasn't expecting it to be because when I listen to Math Rock, I'm usually listening for the guitar riffs and how noodly they can be, because that's what you do when you listen to Math Rock, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh... This album's definitely like a lot better balance in that regard. Unfortunately, the the drummer for this did leave like right after this album. <laughs> well, at least she she. Actually, that's why he left. <laughs> um, Damn it. So he was the only guy in the band, and I guess like it got to him. Um, he also has really long hair and looks kind of effeminate. So um, okay. most. Basically, he was just like, I'm tired of people thinking I'm a girl. It's like, oh, I'm kind of making fun of it. I'm literally trans. Maybe I should be nicer to this guy um, about this. But, um, yeah, so he left, like, right after this album for that reason. That's fair. And, like, I get it. But either way, he does an incredible job on this album. Uh, and I think that that's best uh, shown on songs like Pool, which I'm going to go into a bit more. Um, like I said, when I listened to this uh, song, I was kind of blown away by the guitar riffs. Um, I'm, you're going to hear me say a lot, this sounds like one of my Japanese animes. Oh, um, God. <laughs> no, I'm not actually going through the entire thank, review. Thank God. But, I was like, please restrain yourself, for <laughs> Christ's sakes. Um, this did remind me of an anime opening that I heard once, but I can't remember what it is right now. Uh, and it's not just, you know, ah, a funny American man thinks all Japanese sounds the same. No, there's a there's a distinct tonal difference between, like, J-Rock and uh, anime openings. Yeah. But either way, uh, this was a lot of fun to listen to, and I found myself coming back to it even after certain things happened and I had to put everything on hold for a while. Um, so, Pool, very good song. I would recommend Pool for uh, somebody who is interested in, like, the emo kind of art rock kind of thing, but is terrified by the aspect of 
uh, noodly guitarists that just seem to wank technically everywhere. Nothing wrong with wank. There's some things wrong with wank, but I understand. <laughs> you could take that quote out of the context if you want. <laughs> There's something wrong with wank. There's something wrong with wank. <laughs> Like the Silva Gunner uh, song where he's like, Who's been drawing dicks? I'm sorry, oh, continue. The second song, second official song, I should say, is, uh, I think that's pronounced Tobe. It is, yes. Okay. I think it's Fly. I don't know. I don't know Japanese. I have good news. Uh, Genius only had pool translated, so I don't know what any of these mean. Yes, <laughs> yes. You have to talk about the music now. I talked about the music before. Fuck <laughs> off. That's <laughs> all you can talk about. Um, if I recall correctly, and I should recall correctly because I listened to this before I started this, uh, this sounded a lot like more of the same, but with enough of a difference that it stuck out to me. And... One of the things that, because, like, before I've listened to, like, American football and I think Glassjaw, I listened to Glassjaw for a while. They might not even be remotely similar. But, um, like, the math rocky kind of style, one of the things that always turned me away from it was that a lot of the songs kind of bled together and not in a good way. Um, it just seemed like a lot of math rock songs could be exactly the same and there would be no differentiation. Uh, and I like that this kind of changes things up and keeps the style, but changes it enough to be a different entity from Pool. I would rather listen to Pool than listen to Tobey, but I do enjoy this. Yeah, that's, that's it. I would say that's exactly how I feel about that. Yeah. But like, if I had to describe it, I'd be like, it's like this one, like, right ahead of it, but it's a bit different, but the other one's better, but it's not... This one's not bad. Like, there's enough of a difference that I don't listen to it and think, oh, this is just pool, but worse. Right, uh, exactly. Uh, the fourth track, third track, whatever. I don't know how we count. This is why I always say on. next track, because then I don't have to keep, like, count. <laughs> listen. I, <laughs> sorry, I was scrolling down dress. Scrolling down into the comments, and somebody said, "Great song." Anyone got an English translation? Nobody has responded. Ooh. There are two plus ones and nothing else. <laughs> Rest in peace. I hope that guy finds. I hope that person finds their English translation. Uh, so the song is called Omo Tanashi. I think I said that right. I'm American. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's pretty close, yeah. I don't know that I like this one as much as the previous two. Also, my opinion as well. We we are really, really in sync so far. I feel like this is the one that I forget the most. Like, it there's just not a lot that sticks out to me. Uh, this one actually feels like pool, but worse. Excuse me. Um... So instead, I'm going to talk about my favorite song, Artsick. Oh, okay. Sorry. Spoilers. This is the part where we diverge. I actually don't like this one that much. Well, Can that's you fair. talk about why you like it and change my mind? 
I like it strictly for my own personal bias, and that's that I am kind of a fan of some of the slower songs if I feel like they can like do something unique. Like my favorite band is the Deer Hunter. And you listened to the Deer Hunter last week and you heard how chill most of their stuff can be. Two weeks now. I, whatever. <laughs> Time isn't real. You're right. But I liked that this took a slower approach without making it seem boring. Uh, I really like the riff in the song. Um, and again, I can't say enough about the drums. I'm going to find out who did the drums on this album because he is incredible. Why is there not a Wikipedia page for it? His name is Komaki. K-O-M-A-K-I. And then I think he also had a male symbol like in his name too. It's like a stage name, of course, which I think is like really funny that he uh, went that far. He's like, I'm a guy, I promise. It's much like Pokemon Conquest, where there's a character who gets thrown into the beauty contest, even though he's a he's a dude. It's always like that. Sometimes it really be that way. Uh, his name is way. Kamaki Kazutaka, and he is incredible. Um, like it's deceptively, deceptively simple. It sounds like it would be just a few notes, but diving a little bit deeper into it like there's a lot of complexity there in my opinion and i like it a lot yeah um i i say i don't like arctic because it's slow but i will agree that um it's not it's not a boring song it's just not my jam that's fair i can't really remember how the drums go off the top of my head right now for that song to be honest that's fair uh, the next song is Coheed and Cambria. What do you mean that's not what CNC means? I'm not reacting. You're going to have to go move on. It's all right. I will find a Coheed and Cambria joke at one point or another. Um, I don't fully remember this song. Um, I remember liking it. I just don't remember exactly how it goes. Uh, so instead, I'm going to take this opportunity to say that the vocalist uh, Ikumi Nakajima, mm -hmm. Nakajima, fuck, sorry, uh, she's great. Like <laughs> I love her. Like the vocals are really good on this album, and they're normally really shitty for this genre. Yeah, like most people who listen to math rock, like I've talked to them, a lot of them are douchebags first and foremost. But second of all, <laughs> checks out. Um, most of them are. Um, like, they don't care about the vocals as much as they care about the guitar and the riffs. And I'm like, all right, I kind of get where you're coming from, but, like, vocals are important, too, because otherwise you just write an instrumental album, right? Yeah. Like Sean. <laughs> yeah. They had, like, two songs that were uh, that had vocals, and they were pretty good. Yeah. Um, but... This I really, really dig her vocals on this album, and I think that they were part of what propelled me into, oh, oh, this is good. Yeah. Like, this uh, is really good. She she definitely has, like, a really good, like, voice for rock music. Like, she's just, like, a great vocalist just all around. Like, earlier I made it sound like she's, like, a good vocalist for math rock, which has shitty vocals, but, like, no, you could put her, like, anywhere, and she'd be, like, awesome. Like, she... You no, know, you could... 
you know, you, know you could you could you could put her in a, a, a Coheed and Cambria song and she would work really well. <laughs> Get a Cassian C <laughs> Anyway, uh Sensusu just is the next song. Just breathing deeply to get through it. <laughs> Very much. You have to repeat that audio cutout, and it won't appear in the recording. I don't really like this song very much. Whoa, what? Really? Yeah. I thought you'd love this song, because, like, this is for, like, like the drummer. This, like, he's going fucking crazy on this song. I thought you'd love it. I love this. It's great. I like the drums. I don't like much else. Wow. The vocals are just repeating, and the riffs are just kind of repeating. I don't know. It didn't do much for me. Wow, this is one of my favorites from this album. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like Hatsumimi. Is that the next track? I actually don't Did know it. what that one's named. God damn it, Meg. <laughs> I I know the tracks. I don't know the names. <laughs> it's it's fun listening to uh, music in the language you don't understand or or are able to read. Well, I mean, I can't I can't disagree because uh, spoilers. I listened to this album, wrote a few things down for it, lost that uh, bit of notes, and then was like, well, I'll record or I'll oh excuse me. I'll uh, listen to it and uh, just right before the podcast. And I have this ritual where I listen to both albums that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and I was playing Soccer Wars while I was doing it. And this is a very good soundtrack to fight giant robots with. And so is the album that I gave you. See? So... I actually, actually listened to both albums today, too, in anticipation for this. Anticipation. Just wanted to throw that in. Um, I don't think I necessarily agree with the robot comment, though, but we can I'm not discuss try that it. later. Um, but yes, uh, I liked Hatsumimi. I thought that it was fun. Um, the problem with this podcast is that I do not am not instrumentally inclined. Uh, so a lot of the times I will hear something that people say like, oh, it's really complex. You know, this guitar is insane, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, is it fun? That's what I'm looking for. I see. Th things are fun because they're complex and ridiculous. That's how I see it. And I That's fair. play instruments. Not well, mind you, but I think at this point my ear is pretty good at picking out individual instruments so I can kind of like analyze the like details of a song while I'm listening. Actually, while we're on that subject, uh, where is the bassist? I don't think I ever heard them like make a standout appearance. Hmm. I feel like uh, they do a good job at what a bassist is quote-unquote supposed to do, which is like beefing up the guitar tones, but I don't know. I would have liked to hear like the bass actually come out every once in a while. Yeah, I, I think on Omotenashi um, is where 
there's like a more prominent bass part because it's like diverging from what the guitar is doing. Yeah, that's the that's the kind of stuff that I like. That's why I like Mudvayne so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a Yeah, I I listen to the Trooper quite frequently. Um, it's good. Tatsumimi, good song. I like the riff. I like the drums. Vocals good. 99.974 degrees Celsius kind of overtakes it, though. Yeah, this one, this one's also good. <laughs> I love this song. Like, I was sitting here listening to it, and I was like, ah, shit. Everything about this appeals to me. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's just like, it's not doing anything new, but it's just 10% better than everything else that's like this. So it stands exactly. out. It's like Parkway Drive. Essentially. Like... It's like Parkway Drive and the Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. They never release anything that diverges too much from their normal sound, but everything just sounds a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, besides uh, Art Sick, this is probably my favorite song on the album. The riff is really, really good. I enjoy it. It is fun. Drums make an appearance, and by God, that man is insane. Uh, <laughs> Huh. I only really like the song mainly for the chorus, to be honest. I'm not actually a fan of the guitar too much in this one. Chorus is, the chorus is good. I don't know what the chorus is, because I can't... <laughs> when I hear a chorus, I think of it for the lyrics, and I don't speak Japanese. Oh, I always think of it for the melody. Hmm. That depends. Depends on the song for me. Oh, and here, uh, uh, I have a quick... Uh, question if it's if I can do an aside thing real quick. I'm ready. Um, so I was having a conversation with my friends uh, a while back, but um, basically uh, two of them were just like, uh, yeah, whenever I hear music, I only really pay attention to the lyrics, and I don't really like even hear the other instruments. Um, I don't remember how the instrumental parts even go. And I was like, I'm like the exact opposite. I have no idea what the lyrics are, um, but I can remember how the music for each instrument actually goes. Um, I, which which one do you fit into? Um, I like to think that I am somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. because if I am listening to a song and you know with the music that we tend to listen to, um, there's usually a pretty long instrumental intro. So once I get, like, the groove of what the instruments are, I will start to focus on the lyrics. And, you know, once I know the lyrics, I can remember, like, the intro melody. Then I go back and I try to listen for more of the complexities of the individual song. I see. Um, Because, like, when I listen to Atreyu, the first thing I listen for is, like, the intro. Like, lip gloss and black. I remember the intro to that song really, really well because it sticks out to me so much. It's the lead guitar going and then the rhythm guitar jumps in with the drums and then Alex starts doing his thing. And I focus on Alex and Brandon doing their thing, which is the vocals. And then I go back now and I listen to a lot more of the intricacies of the actual like music itself. So it, it's it's something of a mix for me. And it's complex and i hate it sometimes 
I see. So, just figure out ask. It's something that never really occurred to me before I talked with my friends about it, I guess. Well, that's fair. And I know that, like, for some people, specifically I've noticed with uh, people with ADHD, um, like, lyrics don't always connect with them. Because um, oh. one of my best friends has ADHD, and uh, my partner has ADHD, and neither of them can really understand lyrics unless I, like, send them the lyric sheet with the song I'm sending them. Hey, put me on that, too. I also hey, have ADHD, and I can't make out lyrics for shit, so I listen to everything else. Um, Auditory processing disorder. Exactly. It's like, hearing's just fine. It's just actually interpreting the words. I think the worst part about it is accidentally interrupting someone because, like, by the time you say what, ask them to repeat it, then it's just like, oh, fuck, I finally processed what they said. And I have to resist the urge to blurt out the answer. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, with that, uh, that being said, I don't remember Tarada Rada. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I was listening to this earlier, and I skipped this one. I don't remember it, but I do remember how it made me feel, and I didn't like it. I it's actually, like, the... a lot of these I can't remember. That's why I'm not chiming in as much as I normally would. That's fair. I do like how the Japanese name for it has the, uh, I think it's the kanji, where it looks like a smiley face. Oh, yeah, like the little katakana tsu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's always a good one. But yeah, I don't, I don't really remember Tiradarada. So instead, I'm going to talk about CGPP, which is a title, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know what it stands for. I wish I did, but I don't know. All right, know. let me look at the lyrics and see. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of these letters appear in the lyrics. Don't. No, none of them do. God damn it, you Japanese bastards. You beautiful Japanese bastards. Oh my god, you can't blame them for it. Why not? They wrote the song. They're, they're Japanese. They're not going to speak English or any other languages in Latin alphabet. Fine, fine. I'll stop being a goddamn American for five minutes. Uh, every country in the world belongs to America. Why aren't you speaking English? I need to understand. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, CGPP is alright. Yeah, that's all I got. I like it. I like CGPP more than Swimmer, which is the next song. Um, oh, we are divergent because I like Swimmer a lot. I, I think the chords are nicer in CGPP, but Swimmer is also really good. They're both good. One's slightly better. We don't we don't have to make them fight. It's a shame to see you two bitten two bad bitches against each other. God. Alright, let's talk about swimmer. I like swimmer. I think that the riff in this song kinda of stands out and I I can't get over how good these drums are. I just want to marry the drums. Can I, like, pick them up bridal style and just run away with them into the night? That's all I want. Do you know how heavy a drum kit is? I meant the drum, like, the actual drum fills, not the drums themselves. Oh, okay, like, the actual, <laughs> like, the action of actually hitting the drums. Give me the vibrations that it causes in my ears, and I will carry that away. Wow. 
Uh, hmm. I think I think that could be done. I don't know how, but I think it's possible. It's for some reason that just reminded me of that one comic that was like, "What kind of idiot makes a robot you can't fuck?" <laughs> God, I thought you were gonna say that comic that's just like, "I made a robot that screams." Why? Because this guy just like has like his Thank fingers you. on his chain. He's like, hmm. The robot's like screaming in the background the whole time. I love that comic. Apparently, there's a music video for uh, Oyasumi. There is. They're playing baseball. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, there's a few other. There's a music for Ochan Sensusu as well. I I think that Oyasumi is a good song. I don't think it's a good ending song. But it literally means good night. I know that. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. But, like, in terms of musical style, I just don't think this fits as, like, the last track on the album. I, I think I'd agree with you there, but this is probably my second favorite on the album. Well, it's great. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad song, because yeah. I, I did enjoy it. It's just... It's just really nice uh, vocal harmonies going on here. Some some nice guitar work. We appreciate vocal harmonies, yeah, which we're going to get to in a few moments as well. Yes. So, all right, that's all so, 13 uh, tracks. O- overall, I would rate uh, The by Trico a solid uh, Grow Vial out of 10. <laughs> um, my favorite song was Artsic, with a very close second being 99.974 degrees Celsius. And uh, that's that's all I got. Yeah, listen, listen to uh, of this album. Say that again. Do you have any overall descriptions of this album to add in? Uh, if you are going to listen to this album and you are a math rock fan, uh, please prepare yourself for actually good vocals. Uh, and if you are going into this not a math rock fan, this is math rock. I feel like you can actually digest. Oh, there you go. Um, it's a very good album overall, though. Is it alright if I add a few things? You may, of course. Okay. Um, so, earlier I said that I initially found this album in a search to find music that sounded like Chon, because, like, I was really into Chon. I hadn't heard anything else like them before. This really, like, technical guitar, but, like, it wasn't, like, harsh or dissonant it was just you know very nice pleasant music but it was still like very like interesting to listen to and from a technical perspective as well um so i tried to find other math rock stuff because and because i wasn't really familiar with it at the time i was like math rock like what the hell why is that the name of this genre it's for those who are unaware it's called that because of like the weird time signatures so the idea is that you have to like kind of mentally like count all these weird rhythms to make sure you're doing it like properly. Um, but the lot of it I found was just like really like weird, bizarre out there stuff. Um, which is like fine. Cause like I'm into that, but it's certainly not what I was looking for when I was trying to find stuff that sounded like Chon. So I eventually found this. I'm so glad I did because like, this is, um, 
This is very different from Chan, I'd say. Of course, Chan is instrumental, but I'd say they're more chill. But this music is definitely, like, a lot more, like, upbeat. There's more, like, presence of, like, vocals. Um, the guitar is not going crazy all the time, so it gives room for a lot of the other instruments to shine. Um, and they're willing to, like, slow it down and have it be pleasant, too. Similar to Chan, but they're not doing it for the full album, so... Um, I guess if you really like Math Rock slash Midwest Emo, but, like, don't want to be fucking down about it, if, like, if you want, like, a happy version of that, then I would definitely listen to this album and the rest of Trico's uh, discography. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, if I am ever in the mood for some, like, fun Japanese stuff, I'm probably going to come over to Trico because I just, I did very much enjoy this. Like, I realized that my review might not have, like, put my feelings properly into justice, but I did have a lot of fun listening to it. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good egg. It's a good egg. Good egg. We're talking about eggs again. We should move on. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unintentional. Oh, crap, I gotta think of a title for this one. Moving on um, to the album that I was given. I don't know if Cam wants to introduce it. Uh, if I would, I would like to. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, Follow the Blind by Blind Guardian. Uh, this is the uh, power metal band's second uh, official like full-length album. Uh, and this is the one that most people tend to like zero in on and say, this is the album that made Blind Guardian the grandfathers of power metal that they are. I don't know how much I agree with that, but I do enjoy this album, so I can see where they're coming from, with nothing else. Huh. Alright, I had no idea about that going into this. Um, I will say this up front. <laughs> I had more time to be prepared, and I squandered it. Um, so I do have notes about all the songs, but... I didn't look at the lyrics like I normally did, but I uh, figured it'd be okay this time around, mainly because it's power metal. Um, they wrote the first set of power metal lyrics, and then they just kind of copied it like an oral tradition, and that continues to this day. Like, you know, you don't... Like, it'd be cool if they had, like, a lot of sophisticated lyrics, but it's just like, you're not listening to power metal for that, you know? I, there are some moments on this album where I will disagree with you, but for the time being, yeah, that's there's a lot of stuff that's just like fantasy, Lord of the Rings, that kind of thing. Yeah, which, I, yeah, I, I can give you. I will still stand by by my opinion that if Power Metal would just rebrand itself as D and D Metal, which it could do very easily, it would be a lot more popular. Um, I think a lot of Zoomers would love Power Metal if it was called D&D Metal. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I mean, it's what I always advertise it as. I'm like, hey, there's this band called Blind Guardian. They write, like, shit about Lord of the Rings, and I think it would work really well as, like, a D&D &D backing track. And they're like, I'm sold. Yeah, see, exactly. Um, there's this YouTuber I watch. He also, um, he was answering a Q&A, and one of the questions like, what do you listen to? And he's like, it's power metal. And he's like, it's cheesy, but it's awesome because it's like Saturday morning cartoon metal. It's like, that's also true. Yeah, yeah. Some more than others, but yeah. 
Yeah, a very a very fun genre. Uh, something I get a genre I guess I have uh, opinions on. Um, so I feel like power metal, like it sounds really cool when you describe it. It's just like you know what I'm sold. I want to listen to it. This sounds awesome. Um, but several times in the past, like I've tried it, um, didn't really like it as much as I thought I would. So it's like it's like it's good in theory kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I've also heard um, Blind Garden before and listened to a few of their songs um, from back when I was like in high school. I didn't listen to this album. Um, I listened to stuff from like Imaginations from the Other Side, which is that's a great one though. Yeah, uh, I would say that this one's actually better than that. Um, oh, I agree with you. This is my second favorite Blind Guardian album. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's my background with it. I did want to point out that they really missed the opportunity to just name the album Follow the... And then, of course, they had their band name Blind Guardian. I don't know. I think I think it would have worked out better. In, in a slightly better universe, that happened. In the universe where all that remains stopped making music after the fall of ideals, that also happened. <laughs> I think Overcome is still a good enough album. Can that be a cutoff point in the alternate universe? I will say yes, but only because Two Weeks pisses me off. Yeah, Two Weeks is, is not a good song from that album. The one the tracks around that song, though, and the track list, those are good. That's fair. But that's a different album, and this is this album. We're so... following the blind. Yes, we're following the blind. I'm the blind, I suppose. Um, we're following the blind on an Inquisition. So, this is like, um, it's like an 80s album, so it's back when they didn't make it, like, fuck long because they only had, like, limited record space, which is good. Always a fan of that. Um, I will bring it up every time. It's the weirdest thing to be annoyed about, but I will hold fast to that. Uh, the first track is called Inquisition, and it's a track and not really a song. It's just a little intro. Um, it, it's the uh, Roman Catholic like Requiem Mass. Like it's a song that they play at that. Um, I didn't know it from that though. I heard it. and I was like, "What's this from?" I had to look it up. It's from. Uh, they play this in Monty Python. Yes, and <laughs> that's, that's where the sample comes from too. Yeah, as I say, like, it sounds really familiar, like, even, like, the style, like, they're saying it, but, yeah, it's the part where they're, like, smacking their foreheads with the Bibles. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, um, I also had to Google what Latin sounded like, because I was like, why does it sound like German speaking Spanish? Just really funny. Yeah. Uh, so turns out that historical Latin sounds like I, church Latin sounds like Italian. Real Latin sounds like weird Portuguese stuff. So there's a fun fact for the day, I guess. Uh, yeah, I always skip. I always like only listen to Inquisition when I want to listen to the full album, because otherwise it's just an intro song. Whatever. Yeah, let's say intro song or skip. I kind of like having them in a shuffle playlist, though, because, like, sometimes the next song is, like, really hilarious. Like, if mm-hmm. it just matches up so too poorly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine listening to this, like, and then fucking, like, Trico comes on? Uh, good stuff. 
Good stuff. So the first real song on this album is Banished from Sanctuary. So I was caught off guard immediately because um, power metal, I guess, is like really melodic, but I've never thought it was heavy. But this is actually kind of heavy. It's a lot, um, it's a lot like thrash metals, like speed metal, I guess. Um, like the really like early stuff where it's like Metallica's mm -hmm. first album almost. Um, of course, the vocals are certainly better. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically, there's a lot of, uh, well, not like a lot, but there's enough out-of-key stuff that caught me off guard, because that's another thing I never expected from power metal. It's like, because power metal, it's like, it's the metal, both at the dissonance, and it's just like, sounds interesting theory, but it's also like, what's the point? Like, mm -hmm. why why would you not want dissonant metal? That's what it does. That's what it's for. It's fine, because the song has a little bit of that. Um, the pre-chorus, I guess, the vocals in that were really cool, the way they're layered. Um, I wish they kept it for the chorus. They didn't, though, but kind of catchy anyway. Um, also, um, my notes are kind of weird. I haven't looked at these in like two weeks. It says something about like synths under this guitar solo, maybe, but I'm I didn't hear that earlier when I was listening to it. So I I'll think just... that might have just been the guitar parts harmonizing with each other, because um, it does kind of sound like synths when you listen to the solo, like specifically the second part of the solo where uh, they do the da -da 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 do kind of part. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how to print, I don't know how to explain this other than that. Well, I I think I would have picked it out this harmonized guitar stuff because I'm I'm pretty good about that, but mm -hmm. it's this a minor thing. That's that's um, just something, but I that's just what I thought it might have been. Um, do you mind if I talk about the song for a moment? If you want, yeah. Uh, did you have more to say? or I, I was actually about to move on to the next track, so you're good to say what you say before we do that. Okay. Uh, I adore this song for its lyrics um, because the song is... a, a The way that I interpret it, uh, it seems to be a song where there's a holy man who gets banished from his kind of practice, that, like the area where he's practicing in. And... You know, the whole song is building to this chorus, which is, there's no turning back, there's darkness in me, and it's filling me with pain, and I don't know where to go from here. And I like that in a dark kind of way. <laughs> um, you want to see but also, like, suffer. There are, there's one particular song on this album that everybody turns to and says, like, oh, this is, like, what power metal was built on. This is the Blind Guardian song that, you know, propelled them forward. This is that song for me, and this is one of the most iconic power metal songs I've ever listened to, primarily because the drums in the beginning make me so happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely putting that power metal template down. I mean, earlier talked about, like, they wrote the first set of power metal lyrics and everyone else just kind of played telephone with it, but this is probably the genesis of all of that. Also, um, Hansi Kirsch is an amazing fucking vocalist. Yeah, I would agree. He's he's really good at what he does. So, um, another thing about, I guess, power metal is that, like, vocals are not seen as the most important uh, instrument, 
but power metal kind of flips that in that you have to be like on top of your vocal game to be able to do you it. You have to have really good vocals to be in power metal. I don't care who you are. You got some fucking pipes. Like I could not do power metal because my voice is weird and shitty. <laughs> I'm, I would be I a mad certain, rock vocalist. <laughs> I have certainly tried to sing along to power metal songs, but they go so fast. Fortunately, the vocals are a bit slower. I feel like drumming to this, that'd be, like, more of a challenge. Like, this is the part where, like, this is the point in history where, like, metal be starts uh, becoming, like, an extra, like, cardio. If you're a drummer, I mean. If you're, like, a drummer, this is the part where playing metal becomes less about playing music and more about, like, am I physically fit enough to do this fucking task? I feel like that's also, uh, like... That is shown particularly well on Damned for All Time. Yeah. Which is the next song. Next song. Thank you for the free transition. I was about to say, like, yeah, I can't do segues. I'm like, fuck it, next one, we're going. <laughs> Just like my thought process. It's like, go on to the next one. Fuck you. Um, so Damned for All Time. Uh, so this is even heavier than the last one. A bit faster, too. Um I like this more than the last one. I barely remember it. I listened to it today. Um, it's just, I guess, kind of criticism I have about this album. I think it's cool, but I don't think it's memorable. Sorry. Um, it's a bit... It feels a bit repetitive. There's a few other songs on here that I think are kind of like that. But, I, I mean, the bass part of it's good, so it's not, it's not that bad, you know? It doesn't feel like... Uh, like nails on a chalkboard, I guess, whenever, like, because sometimes when things repeat, when I feel like it should be wrapped up, it's just like, come on. Mm -hmm. This one is just kind of like a minor convenience. It's like, ah, oh well. Um, did you have anything to say about this? Because I really want to talk about the next one, actually. I really like this song. Uh, I think that the solo after he sings the word Tantalorn is one of the best fucking moments of my entire life. And that's all that I really have to say about Damn for All Time. <laughs> that's all I have to say. This is where I've peaked. That's all. Moving on. All right, Cam. <laughs> I mean, no, this is not where I peaked, but it's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. I see. Well, that's good. Um, you don't want to peak. <laughs> um, so, next song. Follow the Blind. There's that lack of segue yeah. again. I like it, though. Uh, so this is my favorite song on this album because really yes it's like I don't know it's kind of has that like not like well if I say spooky vibe it sounds like it'd be like ghost but it has like that kind of like like it is kind of like slithering. yeah it has yeah exactly slithering is probably the best way to describe this because it has that like acoustic like guitar stuff but and like heavy stuff. Um, kind of like mixed together at like a mid-tempo and it's really like you know uh, going outside of like keys and stuff really chromatic I kind of like that that that's my jam like musically um, to some extent so. it's kind of like uh, pre-made or like um, like when in flames started getting really big they kind of took some of the style so I can see where you're coming from I just know that you like the heavier and faster stuff, so that's why I was surprised when you said this was your favorite. Yeah, well, uh, I'm. I try to categorize my music taste. It's really hard because I feel like I could 
name something I really love that falls outside of that, and then something that I really don't like that would fall into that. So I don't know how to describe it. Um, no, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I find it very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do too. Like, I, I like the fact that you uh, had to have different opinions, especially about Trico. I mean, I know I was, like, roasting you for not liking Ochan Sensusu, but I was like, he has a point. I can't disagree with them. The other parts are repetitive, even. I do like it, so it's always uh, good, I guess, to have another perspective, see how other people experience it. Um, I, I really got sidetracked there. Back to Follow the Blind, the highlight of this album, my favorite. Um, oh, I forgot to add this to a playlist. That's how good it is. I'm going to add it to a playlist. Um, but it has one of my favorite things, which I love talking about, is uh, slower, more melodic guitar solos. It's like, yes. The, I, uh, I just love the guitar solo in this song does does rip. As much as I like, am not a big fan of the slower Blind Guardian stuff, with some exceptions, I will give you that the guitar solo in this is pretty sick. It's so great. I cry every time. Okay. Um, did you have anything to throw in about this? Um, I feel like this could have been placed, like, one song down on the track listing, and I probably would have liked it more. Um, just because this kind of feels like a, a lurch in terms of, like, getting into the album. But that's a very minor nitpick, and the song is performed well, so I can't really complain too much. So, I will complain that it's a bit repetitive, but that's just me. Fair enough. Um, Alright, the next song is Hall of the King. Um, Hall of the King! Um, I, was, I wrote this down as just being, like, banished, but worse. I just wasn't feeling it. I, I do like... Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I do like the little, like, slowdown part at the bridge, though. I don't want to say like fast stuff, but honestly, like tempo changes are nice because it's it's really a good um, contrast between each section, good change of pace. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is the song where they randomly have a choir in one of their choruses. I, I think. Um, it's either this one or the next one. I forget which one. Yeah, I don't don't have it written down for either. But um, speaking of the vocals. In the bridge here, there's like a call and response between the vocals and guitar, which I like think is just really cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mainly because this doesn't appear anywhere else on the album. Um, and then that's immediately followed up by something that made me <laughs> just, just, just makes me lose it every time. It catches me off guard. Okay, so do you know what the orchestra hits like sample noise? Um. Describe it for me real quick. It's like the... Dun, dun, ah, that's just such a stupid description. I can't really describe it other than it's just like the... Dun, 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 it's like this synth sound that they oh, have okay. in. Um, it's at the end of the song. Um, it catches me off guard every time. So um, the, I think the best way to, to describe it is... Um, you know Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes? Yes. Huh. Ha. Um, huh. So after each line of like the verse, they have like that weird sound, like the 
don't know, it sounds mm. kind of like something like crashing, I guess. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's like the orchestra hit sample. Um, you'll hear it in more songs, like including, you know, Owner of Lonely Heart and Hall of the King by Blind Guardian, which we're discussing oh, right now. Oh, I love the king. Um, it's like kind of like pitch shifted, of course, since it's like a sample. Um, mm-hmm. But I heard that, um, and I lost my shit because it's all I could recognize it from. And also, um, there's a song from a Mega Man game, from Mega Man X. Um, it's like, the boss's name is fucking Boomer Kawanger, and it, he's like a Beatle guy. I know it's a weird name, and he's not some old guy. He has boomerangs. But his stage theme has, like, a ton of those samples, and they sound exactly, like, from this song. So just to hear them just, like, spam so quickly in that amount of time really made me lose my shit, because mm-hmm. all I could think about was, like, fucking Mega Man. Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm reading because I was looking at the lyrics for uh, Hall of the King and oh. Fast Magnets, and yeah. I was like, I was like, this seems like it's something, because spoilers... The Blind Guardian wrote an entire album about the Silmarillion. Um, of course. Why wouldn't they? Exactly. Uh, apparently, some of the songs are based on Stephen King's The Talisman. Uh, there yeah. is uh, Dance for All Time and Fast to Madness, which is another song, are based on the Eternal Champion series of books, which I've never read. Yeah, I've never heard yeah. of them. And then there are other songs that are references to various other things. Uh, but we'll get to them when we get to them. Yeah, fucking... But we have, we have to go fast to madness first. Yeah, fucking book report metal. It's fine. I actually really like Anthrax because they do that a bit. Um, yeah, Anthrax fucking loves Stephen King too. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually read The Stand. <laughs> And uh, I listened to yeah, um, it's long, <laughs> it's racist. I made it's it so through. Long. It's a half a million words. I read all of them, um, but yeah. Um, whenever I was reading that a lot, I would uh, listen to Among the Living a lot <laughs> because that's it's based off of uh, Randall Flagg, the main antagonist of the Stand. I don't know if you were aware. I'm aware. Okay. Uh, I sure. watched. I didn't read the book. I watched the movie, which oh, might really? have been a mistake because it yeah. was not good. There. Yeah. Well, the the book was like written in 1978, and yeah. it shows. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it's like half a million words. It took me a long time to get through it. Um. So, anyways, let's get back to Fast of Madness. Um. I guess it doesn't really yeah. matter. I don't have a lot of opinions about this. I put, I put spooky, kind of eh. Wrap it up. So something tells me it's like, yeah, it sounds like one of those songs on here that I think it's a bit repetitive and it's a bit longer than it should be. I will say that it's fun to sing along to the chorus, which is just run fast. Fast. Yeah, okay, I do remember that chorus. <laughs> like, alright, I guess. I mean, that's the only part of the song that I remember, so, like, you're, you're not, you're in good company. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, I wasn't feeling it. 
Um, beyond I remember the... Leave Him Alone and then a guitar solo, and that's all I remember about Faster Madness. So you don't have a lot of opinions on this either, is what I'm getting. No, but that's because Beyond the Ice is next, and I like that one a lot more. Yeah, as I was say, this, this one is a lot better. Um, I really like the drumming. Um, I was really caught off guard by the fact that it was uh, an instrumental kind of thing. Um, even though that, like, this is really a vocal-heavy genre, I still think this song, like, is really, um, you know, it stands on its own. It doesn't need vocals. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Let me uh, find the names of the guitarists, because they definitely deserve uh, shout-outs. Yeah. Uh, Andre Oldrick and Marcus Sipen, who do fantastic work on this album. And uh, Thomas Stotch is no, is no slouch on drums, either. Also, yeah. Hansi, Hansi played the bass on this album. That's great. Oh. While singing? That'd be, that'd yep. be impressive. Wow, okay. It's a very uh, Tom Araya from Slayer vibe. Yeah. Well, hey, if you're gonna have someone do it while singing, might as well be the bassist, I suppose. Um, it's a genre that's not known for its bassist, power metal. Can you and imagine basic power joke here. Could you imagine power metal with like slap bass? Uh, that just sounds like Psycho Stick, and I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm gonna find that. I'm gonna find that. I, I will find it because I listen to. I, I think I listen to more power metal than YouTube. Well, I mean, I I'll just Google it and find it. Um, anyways, yeah. So the song's good. The guitars, like the melody's really cool. Um, there's like a bit of tapping, I believe. Um, so, yeah. They didn't really, like, add tapping into their style style until, like, the 2000s. Uh, in particular, my favorite power metal album, or not power metal, the Blind Guardian album, uh, Beyond the Red Mirror, has a fair amount of tapping in it. That's, I've always liked tapping. I was uh, really into Van Halen when I was, like, first, I guess, getting into a lot of music stuff. Um in middle school and junior high, so I've always, like, just loved hearing tapping. It's kind of weird that there's, like, not a lot of tapping on this album, just because the 80s was the best time to be ripping off uh, Eddie Van Halen, because everyone was doing it. It was, it was a cool thing among guitarists, just to just fucking tap at all your solos. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. That made me so sad. Rest I know. I love that guy. So, <sighs> so Valhalla. Yeah, maybe he went there. That would be nice. Um, so you've quoted the lit, uh, chorus of this song at me a lot since recommending me this album. Um, That's because this is the song that, like, when I mention Blind Guardian to somebody... This is usually the one where they're like, yeah, this is my favorite Blind Guardian song. That's so weird because, I don't know, I didn't get the appeal. It was kind of mad at me. Um, he does some vocal scream. That's pretty cool. That's really That's lovely. Not oh, really? Who was that? That is Kai Han Hansen, who was the ex-vocalist for Halloween. Oh, well, that was the highlight of the song for me. Everything else was kind of forgettable. I like the intro riff a lot, and the chorus sticks in my head. Um, Rent free. Like I said, like, 
if I recommend a song from this album to somebody and I can be like, somebody comes up to me and is like, hey, what's a good, like, good rendition of early Blind Guardian stuff? I will show them Banish from Sanctuary before I show them Valhalla. Yeah, I'd say Banish is definitely better than Valhalla. I will say that it's it's a lot of fun to uh, shout, the, shout the line, I'm the wizard and I will change it all. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Damn it, I wish I would have heard that. God. ADHD sucks. Um. <laughs> if you don't want to, we don't have to talk about Don't Break the Circle, because I find it boring, but it's up to you. I want to talk about it, but the only interesting thing is my note. So, um, I heard this song literally earlier today. I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. Even reading these notes doesn't jog my memory, but... <laughs> Good news, it's a cover song. Okay, what's it? A is it, is it a, a cover of a, a Celtic Frost song called Don't Break no, the Circle? It's, no, that would make this interesting. Um, <laughs> this is by a new wave of Briti 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 British heavy metal band called Demon that I have never heard of before. Oh, that explains it, because I was like, don't break the circle. I was like, isn't that that one, like... No, that's uh, Circle of the Tyrants. Oh, you're right. Fuck. The do 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 The one that Opeth covered. It's like, I really like that song. Well, that cover. It's also the, one, it's also the one that Obituary covered. Oh, Although you could... Too. Huh. You could make the argument that uh, every single song that Obituary writes is, in, is a uh, Celtic Frost cover. Their riffs sound exactly the same. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like Obituary a lot, but they do sound a lot like Celtic Frost. I'm not familiar enough with Celtic Frost to, uh, I guess, to get the comparison. Hmm. I don't like old black metal very much at all. I think it's boring, and I think that it's stupid. But I am aware of the appeal that it had on like modern-day metal, so I... I respect it, but I don't respect it. I, I have a black metal album to recommend to you. Maybe I'll give you that instead of the one I was talking about earlier. Well, it's your call. You do what you want to do. You're a grown-ass woman. You pay your bills. That's what they want you to think. Um, <laughs> moving on. So, um, I guess my note for Don't Break the Circle was, sounds like it's going to flirt with me. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> oh, man. Would you describe Don't Break the Circle as the song that's going to flirt with you, the listener? I, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote that. I feel like the next track would flirt with you first. Mm hmm. Barbara Ann? Alright. Yeah, exactly. Alright, hang on. Hang on. I gotta prepare for this. I'm sorry. I didn't know people had such strong opinions about Barbara Ann by the Beach Boys. <laughs> oh, you will learn. Okay, so I I'm open minded, right? Uh-huh. So I'm open minded when it comes to music. Um there's a lot of stuff that I like I don't I don't like or I don't get. Um but I'll give it a shot. 
Um, and there's very, because of that, there's like very few songs that I truly actually hate. Um, like I can only think of like two off the top of my head. Um, one, one of them, one of them is Barbara Ann by the Beach Boys. The other one is Wiggle by Jason Derulo, I guess for a fun fact. Back to Barbara Ann. Um, so, I hate this goddamn song so much. It's just so annoying, repetitive, and I have a friend who likes it, so whenever we're making like a playlist for road trips, he'll like, request it and put it on there. And, like, I'll be so angry about that. I'm like, I'm not even going to hold back on the really heavy, annoying stuff. I'm just going to put that all in the playlist now because you put fucking Barbara Ann. I hate the song that much. It's like, I will make you suffer with me. Fuck this goddamn song. With that being said, <laughs> this cover version of it, it's really fucking funny. <laughs> I cannot listen to and Barbara Ann by Blind Guardian without just, like, absolutely losing it every time. I had to stop listening to it at work earlier today because I was, like, cr almost crying from laughter. It's just so ridiculous that this exists. The funny part is that this isn't even the most ridiculous cover they've ever done because they covered Mr. Sandman Bring Me a Dream. Oh, God. No, this is probably more ridiculous, because that other one's, like, a good song. This one was just terrible. They somehow salvaged fucking Barbara Ann, of all things. Something I wasn't expecting. Do you know, do you know what fear I felt when you're like, okay, you only have to listen to Barbara Ann? That's why I asked you in particular. I was like, does this include Barbara Ann? Because I was, I was not going to sign up for um, Barbara Ann. So, I'm glad I listened to it. I was really considering just writing it off, but you were like, no, you gotta listen to it. So, I'm like, fine, I'll listen to Barbara Ann. Well, that was the reason why, is because, like, it's such a weird fucking place to end the album that it just kind of ties everything together. It also goes to show the Blind Guardian have a fucking sense of humor about them. I mean, Which if you're power metal, you have to have a sense of humor about yourself. It's just like you can't take yourself seriously if you're thinking about right. being a wizard. Uh. So, so what'd you think? Alright, so I guess going into this, I was expecting uh, kind of generic power metal because I'm biased against power metal, but um, it was it was a lot it was a lot more intense than I thought it would be. Uh, when I was first listening to it, I was a lot more into it. But like earlier day, I was listening to it, I was not feeling it at all. So I kind of have like mixed opinions on this. Um, what's a good takeaway from this? I guess is um, I don't know. I'm glad I listened to it just for Follow the Blind. I think Follow the Blind kind of made it all worth it. That's a really Very good fair. song. Very fair. Well, I think we should wrap up because it's been like two hours. Yeah, this is... Hey, I mean, I guess we've been away for a while, so... It's been a long one. It's two but, hours and ten minutes of, of recording. <laughs> well, with that being said... Um, where can the lovely people find you? Wait, wait, before you get to that. Oh, I'm ready. We gotta get 
gotta give each other the albums. Oh, you're right. But I'm yes. sorry. My brain doesn't work today. Mine never works, but we'll get through it. <laughs> Alright, so what are you giving me? Um, that depends. Uh, do you want do you... me to go first? If you really want to go first, you seem more, more decided about mine, of yours, my Rick. I am giving you The Proto Men by The Proto Men. Wow, okay. Uh, I do like Mega Man music, I, guess, I suppose. Wait, why am I writing this down? You're going to send it to me like, right after this. Um, Alright, I'll actually let you choose. So, these are both kind of black metal-ish. Well, one's a black metal-ish, the other's full black metal. Um, and one's a sci-fi concept album, and the other's like the last part of a weird trilogy about like Satanism and a bunch of weird like languages. I'll let you choose which one you want. I will go with the sci-fi album. Alright, I will give you Terminal Redux by Vector. V-E-K-T-O-R Alrighty, it is in my thing for the Apple Music. Yep, it's right there. Yep, there you go. Um, there's technically a song in the story that's right before this. They have an album ahead of this called Outer Isolation, and the last song on that is also called Outer Isolation. It's kind of like an epilogue to Terminal Redux. Fair enough. So. Uh, it's funny, because in the story of the albums I've given you, I've put you directly at the end, currently. Good. I like um, anachronistic storytelling. It's like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, where can the lovely people find you? Um, they actually can't anymore. I well, realized in, in two weeks that... Um, Twitter's just fucking annoying, and I just fucking, like, deleted it. I don't know. I, was, I tried it, and it's just, like, after, at first it was, like, this is kind of alright, I guess, and then after a while it's just, like, I don't know, it's like, I can't take it anymore. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, if well, you want to get in touch with me, just yell at Cam, and he will relay it, I suppose. Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Spectrum Pulse. Uh, it says that my name is Mark Grondon. Trust me, that's me. Uh, I mainly do reviews on popular music, whether it be rock music, pop music, rap music, or country music. I'm a good man. You should follow me. I can't tell if this is a joke or not. I feel like it is, and I'm too out of it to tell. It's up to you to determine. Goodbye, everybody! Ah, bye! Fuck!